Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Episode. We wanted to take a, just a moment to address the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe versus Wade on June 24th, 2022. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what is best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. Abortion is a basic health care need for millions of people of all genders, and this decision has far-reaching consequences for every single person in America. People, not politicians, should be able to make their own decisions, including when it comes to abortion care. We have more information linked at choice.crd.co, and if you are able Consider donating to abortion funds. Please speak up, take care. You ready? Let's do it. Welcome to the Brain Buster Boys, episode 71. My name is Brett Jagger, along with Beaumont Randa. Hey, we're getting old. Hey, yeah, 71. Yeah, One I... before 72, which was uh, like the pay-per-view channel, like on cable as kids. You could watch like scrambled porn or scrambled yeah. WWF pay-per-views as a kid. So that's what well, I always well, associate well, 72 with. Well, what do you mean by scrambled? Like, were they like, you know... So, like, you'd have to pay to unlock it, but, like, the channel existed, like, if you didn't pay for it, but it was... Oh! Like, they're, they're, so they're you couldn't like, really it, see it, but you could Enter the code it. for pay-per-view, and, like, Correct. you had to, like, go onto a website or, like, send, like, a check-in through the mail. That was, or... like, the pay-per-view channel on cable. So, like, we would get them at my one buddy's uncle's house or he had there was like an illegal black box or something mm -hmm. like that and he had it and it was on channel 72 and we were shit 10 11 years old and we'd go and watch a pay-per-view and his uncle would be asleep and we'd flip the ch channel 72 for some titties for a few so yeah no, it reminds me of like you know the the, the, the 1492 uh, something something on channel 72 vince <laughs> vince made a movie blue <laughs> What is 1492? Is that a uh, Columbus? Columbus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then 1400, yeah, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So somebody at Wendy's actually, um, so we get Wendy's a lot of work. Actually, it was today, as a matter of fact. What'd you uh, get? Uh, the the uh, Parmesan Caesar salad. Okay, okay. I like the big bacon cheddar. Oh, dude, that's like, like, so for lunch, usually I get like a little something lighter, but I see all yeah. like the wonderful items that I usually get when I'm hungover on a Sunday. Yeah. Mom loves to give a, loves to get a junior cheeseburger, but she also likes to get a small fry and she's likes to spell fry F R I E. <laughs> and I've like told her and she just <laughs> like, like refutes it. She's like, no, <laughs> uh, like the plural without the S. Yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. Fry. Yeah, it's it's the main character of Futurama, F R I E. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Was his was he just spelled F R Y? 
I think so, but I think his name, I forget what his like full name was or what it was derived from. But then you had, there was a former Xavier basketball player named Kevin Fry, Kevin and it was Fry. F-R-E-Y. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like yeah. Frey. Yeah, but spe- or pronounced Fry. To enter the Fry. And then there's yeah. Max Fried. Oh, there's, Ma- yeah. <laughs> Even though they say it's freed, but that's not right. So no, it's not right at all. Well, yeah, this episode is brought to you by the word fry. Fry. And uh, I was uh, a bit fried at times this past weekend in Chicago for Forbidden Door. And uh, again, sadly, you were unable to make it. I know. But, uh, right. We had a wonderful time. Um, I got there like Saturday afternoon. Pretty good drive. A little rainy towards the end. Um but met Nick and Dan. So Nick from the UW pod and Dan from cage my IQ at the hotel, six person hotel, all wrestling podcasters, Wicker park, Chicago. It was nice. It was like a Hyatt place. Uh, The hotel bar, like had a perfect view of downtown. Wow. So was it like straight up downtown? Like, you know, we were like out of downtown, but like, you know, close enough that you could Mm -hmm. see it. But, uh, so, yeah, those guys, their flight had landed at, like, 7.30 that morning. So they were just, like, killing they time. Yeah, they were killing yeah. a lot of time. I got there sometime around 3, I think. And then, so then Tom and Chad showed up, like, an hour, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes later. We got the woman at the bar to serve us beer early, which was wow. great because it didn't open till 4. And then Tim, TK, Tim King came down, and uh, we just proceeded to have ourselves a night. Um, yeah. You know, lots of beers, some cones, many cones. <laughs> um, we had a nice dinner at some like tavern bar and grill. Hannah was our server. She was delightful. <laughs> great at her job. Great looking. She had it all. Um, Hannah Banabo, Banabo. And she bought us shots too. Cause we oh. were TK. We just had us ripping shots. And oh really? Just <laughs> at constantly. least me, him and Nick. Oh, were, I'd have been dead. Um, and then, yeah. We, you probably would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd be. We, we did a few, and then Hannah bought us around, which was nice. But uh, what, what were you? Where were y'all? Did you drink some Jepson's Malort? No, did not. No unfortunately, but I've had it before. Um, I've never had. Addy's talked about it a lot. He's like, "You ever had Jepson's Malort?" Yeah, <laughs> like, my buddy Graydon lived yeah. in Chicago for a while, and he made me take a shot of it to be his groomsman. He's like, I want you to be one of my groomsmen, but you have to take a shot of it. And I'd actually done it one other time before. I've heard people always compare it to like different parts of a pencil, like (laughs) pencil shavings or pencil eraser or the metal thing between the eraser and the actual pencil. It's just a bad liquor. You know, Um, unfortunately I was unable to get Chicago pizza because those boys, that's what they had done part of that afternoon. They had gotten it. And then it just never lined up to get it. But I'd had some nice Italian beef sandwich after yeah, the show. Good. After the show on Sunday, there was a nice place like right catty corner to the hotel. And it, since it was Sunday, like everything was closed on like midnight, and it felt like a Saturday all day. But fortunately, we found it. But, so what uh, you guys do on Saturday? You, you so that was that stuff. was sa- no, that was Saturday. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And, and, and then Sunday, Sunday we. Uh, so we did warrior wrestling, which was an indie in Chicago. We did that before the show. And it was actually, it was fucking awesome. Um, it was at a venue like right across the United center. So it was right there. Wow. Uh, they get a good crowd, you know, because yeah, of it, I would say, I mean, it was probably a few hundred for sure. I mean, yeah. it was in like a, 
junior college gym or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Pillman was in the main event, actually. He replaced really? Mike Bailey, who was out. Um, there was this guy named Beast Man. <laughs> None of us had ever heard, but he was fucking awesome. And mm-hmm. he had like a helmet with a big husk on it. And his chant was husk, husk, husk. <laughs> <laughs> he wrestled Mike Bennett. And it was a hell of, it was a hell of a match. There was yeah. a six-way Lucha scramble. Just people, bodies flying everywhere. Some of the, just the wildest shit you've ever seen. And then a really awesome match between Filthy Tom Lawler who's been on new Japan strong and is in the G one this year and Davey Richards longtime ROH veterans kind of recently made a comeback. So yeah, it was a really fun show. And then uh, off to the United center we go. Oh, and that's also where we met JCB from band from ringside. Cause he yeah. was not there Saturday and he's my fucking dude. He's yeah. the man. We, uh, yeah. we, we had a lot of fun together. I mm-hmm. sat next to him at both shows one thing he did that geeked me out so hard was like during the warrior show, like when someone was in a submission, he'd go tap, tap, dying, man. Did they ever tap? They ever listen to him? Never acknowledge him. I think maybe not, not when he was doing it, but how about the guy who kicked my chair? What was he like? Yeah, Aesop Mitchell. Yeah, he was tight too. So he met up with us like right before. Like when we were in line for the show, mm-hmm. which was absurd because it like wrapped all the way around like multiple blocks. And wow. then we got up there and learned we could have just walked right in. Well, well, yeah, well yeah, was it just one entrance? Everyone was just kind of. I, I think there were multiple, but like, yeah, I guess a line had formed for like one of the gates, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like our gate was like wide open. So we basically waited in this line for like shit, 40 minutes for virtually, wow. but we still got in the building in advance of the buy-in starting. So everything worked out perfectly. And yeah, Aesop was tight. He was a geek. Tom told him the story and we had a nice laugh about that, that he took your ticket. So uh, <laughs> at least that we had a fun fate story uh, for the person who took your ticket. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that sounds like it, it sounds that like, so like obviously the show experience, you know, that'll mix. Oh my God. Yeah. We'll recap. get into that yeah. very soon. Um <laughs> Anything we want to touch on before we get in? I know you were kind of wanted to talk, I guess, before we do review, like what was your watching experience? I, did you end up watching it live? Oh, I yeah, okay. I, I, I watched it live. And, okay. uh, you, know, you know, I get back home. Um, I don't know where I was at, but I, like I make dinner and like I'm cutting it close and um, I'm like, where am I going to get a stream at? So, <laughs> you know, I'm Googling wrestling streams and I pull up all these real crappy ones. You know, the one with the little like chat box that says, Oh yeah, just heinous things. Oh, yeah. like, like 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 literally, like you know, like any like, like that Billa Sport. I think at least there, oh, that, that was one I would use for like sports games. Yeah. It was called Billa Sport, and they had this the horrific chat box. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so like I dealt with that, and and like the uh, stream was bad, and then eventually I was like, well, what do I do when I want to watch regular sports? I like find a subreddit. So I found a, a, a WWE streams okay um yeah. which like they had some ones that weren't working but then there was one that was like hey meth streams has got it <laughs> and i'm like oh great <laughs> meth streams yeah. like what's this um so i go i type in methstreams.com and like what i don't name. know if you've ever used like sports search but it's like the sports search for wrestling okay. it was pristine and it was yeah. perfect and i pulled it up and like so for the longest time i'm listening to it and i'm like 
like they're like, you know, you'd hear commentary and, and it would be normal. Then all of a sudden it'd get a lot louder <laughs> and you would hear the commentators like talking over each other. And I was yeah. just like, well, that's going to be kind of annoying, but I can deal with it. But it was during a match. So yeah. there was like something for me to focus on. But anyways, it gets after a match. I think it's after the very first one. It gets to a promo and like the amplification happens and you hear people talking over each oh, other. I'm like, no. well, this won't do for a promo. Yeah. And for the longest time, like, for the longest time, I mean, like about 20 minutes, I'm like, what's going on? And then I minimize, you know, I had it on you have two screen. things running simultaneously. I did. I did. <laughs> I was going to say that had to be. It, it was one of the toxic streams with the other one. So I was like, oh, well, like now it works. Now the yeah. stream works whenever I've got the. But then after I closed that out, it was smooth sailing. That's um, and, and I watched the whole goddamn thing. And it was oh, yeah. uh, it was like probably my favorite wrestling I've watched this year. Oh, yeah. I mean one of my being there or not, you know, that was one of the best pure wrestling pay-per-views mm -hmm. ever. You know, I, I had every match, but one on the main card at four stars or higher, that being the women, which I had at three and a half. Yeah. I had one four star on the buy-in. Like it was just insane. And yeah, just, it was just so much fun, you know, like it felt different. The crowd was electric. I mean, it was just wild being in there. I mean, even, from moment one, match one on the buy-in, which we'll just go right into it, we have Bishamon, Hiroki Goto, and Yoshihashi defeating the Factories, Aaron Solo, and QT Marshall at 8 minutes and 55 seconds. Were you part of that shower of booze? For oh, so that's what I was going to say. The they were, the Factory were the first people to come out. Just boo! And, like, that just kind of set the tone for the night. Yeah. And, like... Yeah, I'm QT sucks. Dude, yeah. I think there or no, that was fuck you, Sammy. I was gonna say there might have been a fuck QT, but it was no, it was QT fuck, sucks. It was a yeah, big QT, QT sucks, sucks, and then fuck you, Sammy was later. But mm -hmm. yeah, so that I think the fact like gotta give QT Marshall credit. He is over as a fucking heel, and he's really good at it, and he can wrestle, and yeah, he's you know, with all the shit we've talked about him, like you more specifically, I think we, he's kind of carved out a nice little niche and I know he's been doing it on new Japan strong too. So uh, yeah, the building hated him and he soaked it up. I said he's going to be in the G1, right? Isn't he? No, not or, QT. Oh, uh, is it Nick Camarado? No. Oh, no. Lance Archer Lance was. Archer. So okay, he was gotcha. facing cop. Yeah. That was kind of uh, like a tune, okay, up, gotcha. a tune up for the G1. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was like, I mean, he had that one, th that one move where uh, someone hit him back against the ropes and he did like a handstand. I was like, man, he's like a lot more agile than I thought, yeah. he, you know, like, yeah. And, and I mean, like an AEW plays much more of a bumbling heel and like, obviously with this, a lot of the focus seemed just much more on the in-ring action, just because like you couldn't have like a lot of guys who don't speak English as a first language to like grab the microphone and like yeah. really just hype. And so it was all a lot of just, you know, um, non-verbal drama um and i thought this like was a good tone setter for all that no doubt you know? yeah. like i said it got the fans going uh goto and hashi got a nice ovation which was you know it it felt like the fans there truly appreciated especially the new japan side like goto and especially yoshi hashi like he's not very beloved i love the guy he's gotten a lot better over the years goto on the tail end of his career but it's like the crowd appreciated it right. they were happy to see him and we brought up, like, thinking from their perspective, they've been performing for two years with fans that are just clapping. Just clapping, yeah. Now they there's can't people cheer. Yeah. So, like, you could – and I rewatched the whole show 
um, Monday and then finished Tuesday morning. Like you could see just, especially go like both of them were just fucking hype. Um, and that's just very cool. So, um, hopefully the fans in Japan will be able to cheer soon, but yeah, Yeah, this was just a, a fun tone setter for the entire night. Um, and then match two, we mentioned Lance Archer defeats Nick Camarado, 608 G1 tune up. Yeah. I mean, nothing too much to say here. Two big beefy guys beating the shit out of each other in six minutes. And Archer uh, like picked him up and did the, yeah. the, 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 the everyone dies. You yeah. Know, the, yeah. So yeah. I think for what this was, that was fun. Um, you know, Camarado's always showed potential, the bullshit match aside. Yeah. But, he, uh, he has, um, I don't know. Like he just seems to have that very sort of like, Here's the big hairy job we're going to throw at you. Yeah. And like this show gave those people some dignity. For sure. You know, like a lot more dignity than they would have been afforded in like an AEW dark match. Yeah. You know, no doubt. And next was my favorite match on the buy in. We had yeah, mine Keith, too. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland defeating the Suzuki Goon team of one of my favorites, El Desperado, and the Wiley veteran, the Whiskey Drinker. Yoshinobu Kanemaru. He did the, he uh, did the, the, the Sun Tories. No, yeah, spit. so he was yeah. the guy I'd mentioned to you before, and we still have to review that drinking contest match he did with Yano, and we'll have to get Micah on for that one because that's uh, a, nat- a being the drunk that he is. Yeah, yeah, um, that, that, that's right up his alley. And maybe we could drink some Sun Tory for it. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. And unlike Micah, we won't drive home. No. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> but no, well, I was very happy that Des- El Desperado and Kanemaru got the show out here because mm-hmm. I think I mentioned on the show last week that El Desperado kind of came off jobbery in his one appearance. Yeah. And like this, I'd mentioned, this is my number three wrestler of the year this year. The guy mm-hmm. can fucking go. He's unique. He's fun. He's awesome working the legs, which he did a lot with that numero dos submission. Mm-hmm. He's just fucking relentless. Um, and I thought both guys, you know, looked great. Like saying that a lot, this whole show, like pretty much everyone looked good minus the next match where the LA Dojo guys got squashed by two people, but like in these big tag matches and everything, like both sides, I feel like came out looking very strong and, you know, obviously Swerve and Lee are going to win, even though they have their kind of issues that they've been going through. But yeah, I thought this match was awesome. Yeah. No, uh, I like, you know, especially like in the in the beginning too, whenever like Keith Lee like kind of comes out and he did the hand thing and then uh, the who, crowd who was, was popping huge who, who, for Keith Lee. So, so which one I I got the mix up. Which one was it who was out first? So Swerve was out first. But oh, no, Keith, no, no, no. Well, I knew Keith Lee was out first, but what who on the Suzuki Goon team? Oh, well, they both came out to Desperado's music, which yeah, I was well, very well, happy well, to well, hear. Well, well, I'm talking in ring, like you know, oh. like at the beginning of the match. Yeah, because Keith Lee raised his hand up and the other guy was too short so he sat up on the um turn oh okay yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. i i forgot about that i and, thought and, you were talking and, about and, the entrance right and so who was and who was the 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 first person like in in the ring on that i can't team? remember which of them probably Kanamaro, but i yeah. don't i don't recall i don't know like it, it seemed like you know it was going to be kind of a fun like you know a good like contrast of styles but then like you know especially like going against the big guy, but then Swerve comes in and then adds like a shot of energy to it. I really like him as a wrestler for some reason. Oh, he's like in my mind. I like to think they like swapped out Leo rush for like this, like (laughs) much better version of him. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. A lot of just, I don't have a recap on this, but yeah, just a lot of big moves and Mm -hmm. uh, good shit. And uh, Swerve in our glory is there known get the W 12 minutes, eight seconds. 
And then, yeah, this one, Max Caster and uh, the Gun Club defeat Alex Coughlin, Kevin Knight, the DKC, and Yuya Yumura. <laughs> Yuya Yumura in five minutes, 35 seconds. Danhausen, he doesn't even appear, but you hear his voice. That chases the ass boys out. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, the LA Dojo boys still lose in five yeah. minutes to Billy Gunn and Max Caster. I, I like- thought that was disappointing because all those guys are really good. They're young, but they can wrestle and you know, it is what it is. It's not, I'm not going to complain. Too well, well, and I think AEW wants to keep the gun club and all that, like at, For a, sure. in, at, at a certain level to where like you can throw them in on a dynamite show. And it's not just like, here comes a bunch of jobbers. Like you can no, expect a legit. They're getting advantage. a lot more time these I, I mean, days. And I, I deservedly so. Well, and hell on like the CM Punk injury match, you know, like I hate that I'm referring to it as that, but the one with FTR. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, they had a really good showing there too. And like, obviously like AEW, like one of them to have a good match, one in CM Punk to have like a good, like first um, title match, you know, uh, in his reign. And and how they look good last night too. Yeah. Against oh yeah, FTR they did. And Danhausen again. So I uh, like that. That was they're a getting, fun match. I like that they're getting time and again, they've earned it. You know, they, they were always just in the crowd every show, the entire show during the pandemic. They were there, you know, they're, they're fun. They're funny. They're engaging. So, uh, yeah, good for them. They're kind of good dopey heels. Yeah, you know? for mm-hmm. sure. For sure. Okay. Main card. Uh, that's not the right one. Okay. So this was a six-man tag for the right to enter second in the Blood and Guts match, which Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Minoru Suzuki defeat Eddie Kingston, Shota Umino, Wheeler Yuta, 18 minutes, 58 seconds. I'm just going to say my favorite thing about this match was Shota Umino getting a chance to really shine. Uh, He looked fucking awesome. There was the story with he and Jericho that commentary went over when he was a young lion. He'd already taken out red shoes and then fucking put Shota in the walls of Jericho right yeah. in front of his dad. Wow. Hadn't really interacted since then. Shota also was like Moxley's kind of personal young lion. So there's that history. And he's been on the excursion in the UK. Haven't seen much of him. And man, they gave him the opportunity here. He had a lot of time with Jericho down the stretch, which was awesome. And uh, yeah, this whole match just from the moment go just was intense. You know, it's kind of like a blood and guts precursor. Kingston yeah. and Suzuki slapping the shit out of each other. The Kingston Jericho stuff. Wheeler looked great. I mean, I thought this match ruled and uh, was a perfect choice for an opener. Oh, yeah. No, it was a good like escalator, you know, like mm-hmm. like 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 a good intensity escalator. Good shot of yeah. energy. And like you think about the blood and guts match and not to get too far ahead, but like that one like had a bit more of like a theatricality to it, you yes. know, Um but this, like, you know, um, you know, there's not a lot of room for, for for matches here to have that. Like, you know, there's a lot more, like, straightforward wrestling matches. And, like, this sort of showed that this feud can kind of veer between those two um, polar sort of uh, poles. Yeah. For, lack, for severe lack of a better term. Yeah, and it was just nice seeing Suzuki. And, like, when he was no-selling those chops from Kingston, yeah. so great. Just yeah. so great. I, 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 I looked up pictures of Minoru Suzuki, like, during that fight, because I was like, okay, like, I know you told me he was old. And, like, I saw him with all his hair. Yeah. But you yeah. still see the same face. Like, I, I thought know. it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, he almost, like, looks – some in some ways better now than he did that like he was a little pudgier at times and the oh, yeah. hair i feel like did him no favor well yeah now that he's got like the weird kind of like 
yard yeah. yard mode cut. You know, he lost whatever. a hair versus hair match to Hiroki Goto a few years ago, and he yeah. never brought it back. And I was happy because he looks better without it. But. He does. Yeah, it's it's a definite unique look. But yeah, that it was funny seeing him sort of like the younger picture. I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this was tight. Everyone looked great. Um, and uh, yeah, the, uh, how did it end? There was some sort of chicanery at the end, wasn't there? I believe so. Uh, was it Santana and Ortiz came out or maybe? Uh, like oh, a- okay. So he just kind of caught, it was when he and Shota had, they were, they had a long sequence and I think he just got distracted by the other guys and walked right into the Judas effect. It was yeah. kind of a sudden end as it often is with that move. But uh, yeah, I thought this was excellent. Um, and then the, the crazy stuff, like, like, like actually this feud bookended the show. That's true. Interestingly enough. Yeah. yeah. Didn't necessarily agree with that as the ending, but again, I get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about it when we get there. Cause I had like similar feelings. Cause like, yeah, we'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah. All right. Match two. FTR defeats Rapungi vice and uh, great O'Connor and Jeff Cobb to win the IWGP heavyweight tag titles and retain the ring of honor world tag team titles. You had mentioned uh, this was perhaps your favorite match of the uh, night. Give I think it to it, us. I think it was, and I mean, like, I don't know. Um, these were all big. I don't know. It was really kind of like real quick off the ropes. I thought a whole lot, like, like yeah. a lot, like a lot of good, like sort of elastic kind of rebound energy. Um, I don't know. I remember just sort of like a lot of people like diving out of the ring. You know, your Excalibur, your Tope, suicide, <laughs> you know, all, all that stuff, which. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, I guess this would be more relevant to talk about in Dynamite, but they have changed commentary now. I feel like. Yeah, no, that'll definitely be. Let's discuss that when we get to the Orange Cassidy match. Yeah, yeah. I think that's when JR joins. Yeah, good call. I definitely had a note on that. But yeah, yeah, no, that definitely stuck it. But, um, you know, that like it had a it had a very sort of like bouncy sort of elastic thing. But I don't know, like when FTR like caught that like final big rig, because yeah. I did. I didn't think they were going to win because. um what was it? Uh, Rocky Romero. That's the Rapungi vice, right? Yeah. You know, I thought like kind of they, you know, and I had the longest time figuring out which one was Rocky Romero. <laughs> I was just like, okay, is he the tall one with the beard or the shorter one? Um, but then finally I figured it out. Um, yeah. Even though he's been on our show. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, <laughs> but, uh, but, but had- anyways, when they, uh, did, did they catch him in the big rig? But like, it almost felt like, you know, it was like sort of, you know, like catching like a line drive pitch, you know, like yeah. they caught that and they did the big rig. And I thought that was just, you know, like a great encapsulation for how speedy the match was, but also for how uh, powerful the match was. Yeah. The finish was great. And the whole thing with Dax, you know, yeah. leaving Oh yeah, just five minutes into the match. And again, FTR, of course, you know, one of the biggest pops of the night, I would say everyone was fired up to see him. And then when he went out, kind of sucked the life out of the building a little bit and like, me and JCB and Chad were all kind of concerned and Tom's like, it's a work. Um, so we're like, I don't know. And then of course he comes back, but I, Dax, I think did say he separated his shoulder yeah. and got it um, popped back in. But from what I saw commentary, like usually whenever there's a severe injury, they don't linger on it. Yeah. But, but, I know. but, but, but it seems like they did, like they made a big point. They're like, there goes Dax Harwood. And yeah. They followed him out of the ring, you know, but it worked. I mean, yeah. that type of trope always works. You know, you get the hot baby face who leaves and has to come back and save yeah. the day. And no, I thought it did too. Cause like, it makes you kind of like forget about cash Wheeler a little bit and it kind of lets he, the other great. two sort of shine. Yeah. yeah. 
I agree. I mean, Dax has obviously kind of elevated himself. And granted, part of that is he's just had more singles matches. But Cash is also great. And he had one against Jeff Cobb on Rampage leading into the show that was awesome. And, you know, he's in their tag team, like just as fired up and integral. And uh, you're right. He does kind of get slept on some. But uh, I think that's just more so how great Dax has been this year than anything. Yeah. No, I mean, I think, you know, like. He's always seemed sort of the leader of FTR, yeah. you know. Um, but I might have to get one of those new T-shirts. Yeah, I know. Seven, um, seven star FT. I just love the colors. The the FTR oh, yeah. design is really like cool. like, the, like the very nineteen seventies kind of yeah. fluff. To Obviously, it. their music is awesome. Yeah. Um, How old are those guys? Forties. I would guess late thirties. Okay, let's see. J- let's just older looking guys, up. like like Moxley, because Moxley's like two years older than us, which is yeah. so weird to me. Cash Wheeler, born May 17th, 1987, so less than a week. Or no, that was a year, a year yeah, before. Yeah, you, yeah, but he, he's, he's a year and eight days, so he's... Less, three, than, less than six months older than me. Wow. Yeah, so he's 35, and Dax, I bet he's around the same age. Thirty. Okay, he's 38, so Dax is three years older. June thirtieth, nineteen. They, they just look like mean old men who drive a eighty-four. Who, who drive a semi truck. <laughs> <laughs> They're having the time of their lives as yeah. baby faces right now, and they deserve all the credit. And hopefully, we see them in Japan because that would be awesome. Yeah. So next, this was definitely a favorite of ours. Uh, we were definitely really getting into this match. Uh, Pack defeats Clark Connors. Excuse me, Clark. <laughs> Clark Connors, Malachi Black, and Miro in 15 minutes, 10 seconds to become the inaugural All-Atlantic champion. I loved this match. Yeah, well, well, well deserved. I think we both picked Malachi Black. We did. You know, I'm yeah, just yeah. as fine and happy with Pac because he's been yeah. there since day one. He's kind of been in and out. You know, he was gone during COVID. Yeah, he's, he, he, he's slept on all the time. Oh, yeah. He, well, he had the... the um what was it? It, it, it? Double or nothing headlining match with uh, Kenny and Orange, Kenny, which yeah. which that, that was a damn good match. Oh, it was awesome. And he'd had an Iron Man match with Kenny in early 2020 before the pandemic. That was outstanding. So, yeah, very, very happy for him. But uh, so the story of this match was one Miro's domination, which yeah. I thought the match played out perfectly. Again, it, everyone it, it, it got lot, their moments. Yeah, it had, it had like two game overs. Wasn't on Kirk Connors. Uh, the one I know was on Pack. Okay, yeah, yeah. He, he well, and Pack ended up getting out of it. Yeah, I thought he had like he got out of it and then he did it again. Yeah, I think they were both on Pack. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. But yeah, Miro dominated, especially early on. I think he caught all three competitors at one point in midair and slammed them, including Clark. Poor he did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When they were on the that turnbuckle, yeah. Picked him up like that. Dumped Clark on the outside, and we could hear that thud so loud from our third level seats. We're like, "Oh fuck!" Um, who was that? Um, put that. Uh, not the uh, the um, T Tit era. Uh, the 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 really gross swampy wrestler uh, Skinner. Skinner, the guy that would put dips in. Yeah, for some reason, I, I whenever I thought of uh, Kurt Connors, I always thought of a uh, Skinner. <laughs> well, first off, it's Clark. <laughs> It's not Kirk, Kirk Cousins Kirk, here. Kirk, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> well, now he's Kirk. Yeah. Um, but I loved Clark in this match too. And he was who we were getting behind so hard because we noted. Oh, yeah. 
And first off, he was he's kind of getting a little push. He, he was, he was the Ishii substitute. Yes, right? and yeah. he's like just graduated as a young lion, was in the best of super juniors, got to wrestle Ishii, looked really good. So his he's on the rise, and he was getting throttled like the whole match, especially by Miro. We were watching, and that we had like an over under of like three moves that he would hit. I'm like, it's gonna go over because he's gonna get his moment, but it took about ten. 11 minutes for him to get any offense in but when he did it was a flurry he had several german suplexes he hit his finisher at one point big lariats clark connors looked fucking awesome and we were a lot of the crowd i think was really really behind him because again he's not winning the match but he's the underdog here oh, yeah and i think for me one of the biggest takeaways of this whole show being a big new japan fan is just how great shota umino and Clark Connors look because it's yeah. like these guys are the future of that company along with many others. But like they proved on the big stage that not only could they hang, but they looked like they fit right in with some of the best wrestlers in the world. So, yeah. Um, and then, you know, Malachi as well. I think you got to see a little more of what he can do in a singles match. Well, and, and, he, and he gave the, 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 the black, the black mist, black to Miro, mist which was, Miro. Yeah, which was a fun person to give it to. Exactly. Like Miro sold that really well. And that made perfect sense of how it kind of neutralized him. And then the finish I thought was perfect too. Malachi had Clark in a submission and then Pac does the 450, breaks it up, and then slaps the submission right back on Clark, and he taps out because he was yep. just getting fucking stretched. So, yeah, thought the match was very, very well done, very well put together. Everyone got a chance to shine. Absolutely loved it. Yes. No, yeah, that, this this was a lot of fun. No, uh, Kirk Connors was, uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> – no, like, 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 especially for him coming in, you think like, oh yeah, is he going to be the guy who everyone beats up on? And ultimately, he kind of was, but like, but he, he did made it, it worth it, you know, did, yeah. that last five minutes. And again, of course, would have much rather seen Ishii, but the guys on the Super J cast mentioned like, this may have been a better match with Clark though, because it he just brings a completely different element. Like Ishii, you know what you're going to get. It's going to be awesome. And don't get me wrong, him and Miro going up against each other. Yeah. Woo! Hopefully that'll happen one day. But like Clark brought that whole underdog element to it, and like I just talked through, like that was the key to the match and really hooked us. So yeah, kudos to Kirk Connors. Kirk, you want to pause? I'm going to get a beer. Sure, I'm going to go pee. Yeah, and one other thing, like, especially after these first three matches, like, in the building, we were just like, and that's only one match. And that's only because, like, it was just so good, and we were just having so much fun, and the crowd was so into it. Like, and all, like, again, these matches were all fucking great. Mm -hmm. um, and I did misspeak earlier. I forgot. I did have this next match at three and three quarter stars. So okay. everything else four and above, but this was a very fun, more of a comedy match. Uh, oh, the, the, the titty twister. And very well done. We have the dudes with attitudes, Darby Allen, Shingo Takagi and sting defeating bullet club of El Phantasmo and the young bucks. And I want to correct something from last week. Cause I mentioned the dudes with attitudes, Shawn Michaels and diesel. They'd actually ripped it off of sting from the oh, really? early 90s i did oh. not realize oh, so. like, like, like wcw like surfer yeah. sting yeah. yeah so he had like a group of different people that were the dudes with attitudes so my apologies but um yeah just first off the entrance of this um yeah it was really cool seeing shingo for me obviously love the guy 
Um, you know, we were pretty far up, but still snagged some pictures. I still need, I need to share those out. I suck. Uh, but you know, everyone comes out, there's no sting bullet club comes out, blah, blah, blah. And then the lights go out. We're like, okay, Sting's going to come out. And then they shine that spotlight like up, which is like up into our left. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? And it's like, I don't really see oh, the, the, anything. The, the, and on TV, they had a really nice silhouette. Like, yeah, you know, like, like you can't like, well, well, basically what they did on TV was they did the fake out where they they, yeah. they, they shot it up to like the stands where he would normally be brooding at. Yeah. Then you saw the silhouette on top of like the big uh, cylinder that they walked through. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously lights come on and he jumps on them. Great way to start it. And that's and a big drop for Sting, too. You for know? real. Yeah. For real. The guy is fucking reckless, but yeah. uh, he's awesome. Um, yeah, we had the over-the-top back rakes, which has been a recent Bullet Club staple, uh, definitely an El Phantasmo staple. Uh, but yeah, you had Matt Jackson doing the whole like shimmy and everything before he did the back rake. And yes, of course, the titty twist. <laughs> Is that a common like Bullet Club thing or something? Or like where did that like come the, from? the back raking, like the oh, well, no, the titty, yeah, sure. the, 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 the... I... I don't know. It's maybe happened before, but uh, like, like El Phantasmo is a goof. Honestly, that seemed a little like I, I laughed, but it did seem a little out of place. <laughs> like, like it, it, it seemed like, you know, I wouldn't put Darby Allen in like a comedy match. You know, know. Dar- Dar- Darby Allen seems like he's a pretty dead serious kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Then Shingo, too, really. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, it certainly worked. And it, I think Sting forgot at first that he was supposed to do that because he like he was in there with Phantasmo and then he left the ring and you can kind of see Phantasmo just standing there and then he comes back and does it. Does it yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was just it was good stuff. It was cool to see Shingo, cool to see Phantasmo. Bucks did some cool moves. Um, you know, I don't think the result was really in doubt. Figured the baby faces would win, but it did surprise me that Shingo got the pin um over el phantasmo and they are in the same uh block in the g1 and i could very well see phantasmo getting his win back and screwing shingo maybe if they do go that route bravo for kind of planting the seed right here teeing it up yeah but yeah i mean again i think this match was a lot of fun but in terms of like match quality you know it was one of the weaker on the show but well, it was still fucking great you know well, like, well, and like comedy matches like during this like seemed like a little out of place because it seemed like this was like a very like in ring kind of serious but i think thing. it worked you know like it, yeah. it, it, it after like three kind of really good intense matches it was like a nice just a nice change of pace for sure mm-hmm. um and yeah i think it still it still was pretty serious at times, but right. uh, yeah, obviously it had those elements. But anyway, <laughs> next up, Thunder Rosa defeats Tony Storm in ten minutes forty two seconds. Um, nothing wrong with this match at all. I thought it was pretty solid. Um, they didn't get a ton of time. Um, you know, I think if they would have went 15, they could have maybe told a better story, but I was still engaged. You had two baby faces battling each other, two products of stardom in Japan battling each other. Um, so, you know, these two women can go and I think they've got a better match in them, but I was entertained and, uh, yeah, happy to see Thunder's reign continue and let's hope she kind of keeps getting some good opponents and some TV time. Yeah, no, I mean, I thought she, you know, they made the most out of the spot. Uh, you know, it kind of, I don't know, like, still, I don't think, like, 
was sort of the thing that Thunderosa's reign needed. I think it like yeah. certainly was a step in that direction, but it really sure. wasn't like the the shot of energy or the, the shot in the arm that it needed. Uh, I don't know what that's going to be. I think Tony Storm's like great, and I think like you, you could use that, but uh, I don't know. It just doesn't really seem like there's a good like women's heel to go up against her right now. Yeah. You know? uh, was she on Dynamite last night? I can't, I was a little, little buzzed just, watching the first half. I feel like I remember well, well, coming well, well, out at some point. One of them was. I know Tony did. Did Tony Storm not have a match? on dynamite last night we'll get there i don't remember yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i watched the first half pretty late like after midnight last night oh yeah i had some I, drinks I, with co-workers oh no I, like, I i pretty much uh, did all that i took a delta eight gummy oh nice <laughs> and, and uh um you know uh watched what mo- most of dynamite and made it i think um watched the final 20 minutes of blood and guts uh, yeah i basically stopped before coffee. blood and guts and watched that whole thing today yeah. but yeah all right next up in my opinion, match of the night. Will Ospreay defeats Orange Cassidy in only 16 minutes, 43 seconds. Yeah, felt longer. Only. Yeah. Um, but wow. I yeah, mean, this, rocked. this definitely in the building, you know, the reactions of those near falls yes. and everything yeah. was just like they took us on a ride. And I would call it the whole time. Like you knew, like you knew it was coming. Like you knew Orange wasn't going to win, but you knew they were going to make it seem like it. Many false finishes. He was going to get his ass beat for a while. I loved when Osprey put his hand in Orange's pockets when he had him in the abdominal stretch. Yeah. Um, and, and then yeah, once once Orange kind of got got going, you know, the last like seven minutes of this match were just fucking phenomenal. Well, and I think that's, this speaks to the thing about like how you book orange and how you like go about a match with him. Because like I mentioned um, earlier that Matt, that uh, double or nothing, uh, you know, main event with uh, Mm -hmm. Kenny pack and orange, a lot of the same like dramatic ebb and flows with near falls, like with orange, like they know that they have sort of like an underdog guy when you put him in a really big match like that. Like when he's not in sort of like a best friends feud. Yeah. You know, when he's in like a match with like a big contender and you're like, oh man, is are they really going to give the title orange? Are they really going to let one man, of these days? I hope they moment? will. Yeah. Oh, and, and you, and you know, they will. He, he yeah. he's too popular for that not to happen. But um, I think they know that. And I think that is like the secret sauce to an orange to, to a epic, like big time orange match. For you know, sure. it's like having, you know, going that underdog route and having those near falls and like, you know, like whenever he like pulls off that orange punch and you like think it's going to happen, you know, yeah, um, they, they, they like, you know, they know how to structure his matches in the big time, like, like in these big moments. And, uh, and yeah, like, I think it's really effective. Yeah, no doubt. And I thought his selling was great here when I rewatched it, like the moments where Osprey was in control for the, you know, like that five minutes or so, like orange was selling it. Great. He looked great. And Osprey is just simply one of the, three to five best wrestlers in the world period um i know yeah yeah, he's been great in this new heel role um i know folks on the new japan side of things were a little disappointed going in that osprey was facing orange cassidy and not a bigger opponent but fuck if this didn't work out and again make both guys look like a million bucks and yeah you just said it like they know how to work these Orange Cassidy matches, and this one was worked to perfection, and the crowd was along for every, every minute of the ride. And, uh, yeah, this was, uh, this was just so much fun. And, yeah, I couldn't believe it was under 17 minutes, too. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, like it, like, 
I don't know. Like, especially when you get, when it kind of got down to sort of that very end with all those near falls. They were kind of, it wasn't all like orange on will. It was like back and forth. Well, 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 time stood still. And this was like the very, like the first like big, like epic match, I think of the night. Oh yeah. But like, and and I didn't expect it to be at all. And like, you know, like we had both said coming into this, this is the most obvious result. And like, you know, even though like what happened doesn't change that, you know, like it was still the obvious choice to have him win that. Yeah. But man, how he got there was uh, goddamn compelling. Excellent. Four and three quarter stars from me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, like, like it and the FTR thing were one A and one B. Yeah. I mean, I think this is definitely one of the five best AEW matches this year for yep. sure. Um, Hangman Danielson, Mox, Yuta, um, that Bucks FTR match. I think this might be number three above that. And mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe one more. Oh, Punk, MJF, Dog Collar. Those yeah. are my five. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just tremendous stuff. And then moment of the night for me. So to line this up. So obviously there's no chance for like piss breaks or anything because they're just going, but um, but um, but um, but um. So you got to like pretty much just right after a match ends, you just got to go. And me and JCB, yeah. right when the match ended, we just, went. Zips in the United Center bathroom. And obviously. And, and I'll play that Michael Jordan music, the Bonnet, the Alan Parsons project music. Yeah. Like, while you're pissing the When there's the obviously night. lines. So we're pissing. And all of a sudden, Shabbat's music plays. And it takes me, like, two seconds to realize it. And you know I'm a big Shabbat guy. Yeah. He's barely been around. And JCB and I, like, we're, he's two urinals away from me. And I, we look at each other and just lock eyes and don't say anything, but just like, oh my God. Like, you could just see it with the eyes. Yeah. I was fortunately like done with my piss. So I fucking literally sprinted out, almost fell. And he was, he was unfortunately just starting. Oh, no, his. No, 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 oh did he like, you know, have to waddle out with Yeah. Well, he like, like stay, that's, I think, why he was like, gave me the looks like, motherfucker is kind of what his look yeah. was. But I literally sprinted out and, like, went just, like, to the closest aisle, closest spot I could get. It was just losing it. There was this other guy next to me just losing it. And, uh, yeah, that surprise was certainly something I didn't expect. I mean, why was it such a big surprise? Because I saw I know you've talked you talked about Shibata. So I was like, there's a guy I know. Yeah. But what, what makes it a big surprise? Well, so you know that he had that brain injury in 2017. Oh, yeah. So. Is he the, the subdural hematoma? Yes. So oh, he okay. was yeah, out for all that time. And then he did that like exhibition with Zack Sabre Jr. last year. And then he had a, he did have a match at the Tokyo Dome this year, which was supposed to be like just grappling, but he yeah. said, fuck that. And they did. It was him and Ren Narita, who was like his pupil. Uh-huh beat the shit out of each other and he hadn't been seen since yeah. then so that was almost so he, he, six he was months with with a near fatal injury yes and yes. he basically said next time you see me it'll be for a real it'll be in the ring again so he and osprey had a match i think back in like 2016 or 17 there's history there i mean clearly it seems like he's ready to come back he looked fucking awesome um he hit that he just clocked both the aussie open guys hit Osprey with that big running knee, the drop kick in the corner, got the punches in. Oh, yeah, it was just something. Yeah, so, like, this is a guy that two years ago no one ever thought would have wrestled again. Yeah. And now he's kind of done these little things, and it's like, holy shit, is he actually coming back? And he was, like, right. just kind of hitting the peak of his career. 
Um, so since then, he's been training the guys in the LA dojo and everything. So I heard a lot about these, do- like the NJPW dojo, the LA dojo. So are these mm-hmm. New Japan related? Yeah, the LA dojo is it's New Japan's American school. So okay. that's where like Clark Connors came from, and, and, and all and those. They- then all those guys that were in the final buy-in match are LA Dojo guys. Okay. But Clark Connors is kind of the first one to graduate onto Japan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, major, major moment here. Holy shit moment. Um, we'll see what happens with Shibata. And then really cool moment with him and Orange, of Orange putting the sunglasses on him. Because as you could tell, Shibata is really like a no-nonsense kind of guy. But he... Uh, he played into it a little bit and uh there was the fun picture with him in the glasses and orange with the thumb up and yeah. uh yeah just incredible stuff i mean this match and that happening back to back was definitely the peak of the night um but shit like we said the hits keep coming and up next we have i agree it's been stuck in my oh yeah it is like like so I didn't look it up, but I, you know, finally realized like what it is. It's the, what the fourteen twelve overture, the 18, it's, it, I know it's like the, you ever seen V for Vendetta whenever like yeah. they blow up the houses of parliament and they shoot off the fireworks, the, yeah. you know, but obviously this has much more of like a, a spry pop punk skip. Yeah. To it, you know, yeah. <laughs> It's tight, but, but no, yeah. no, 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 like that. And then last night, like it's just yeah, it been ended just the sh- it ended the street. show. Yeah, oh, um, and well, and it's like on repeat. The there's not much to it other than that. Yeah. <laughs> but the surprise, as we all figured, was Claudio Castagnoli, the former Cesaro, and he defeated Zack Saber Jr. in 18 minutes 28 26 seconds. Uh, excellent match here. I think biggest pop of the night when Claudio came out. They didn't waste any time. You know, there wasn't like a, a moment of pause or it was like ZSJ's music went off and then boom, you see the Swiss flag in here. They went fucking crazy. You could see he was fired up, obviously. I think he's a perfect fit here. Oh, yeah. And, like, like, goes in right in. Combat club. Yeah. Like, fits right in and doesn't add, doesn't clutter things. Like, it fits right into a stable. Like, you're, you don't think he's going to be like all of a sudden challenging for a, aew like title like he just slots right into the stable and perfectly involves himself in their drama and he's got a lot of history with all of these guys too other than yuda but yeah. regal mox uh fucking obviously kingston and danielson so uh yeah just awesome to have him here and uh we talked last week that you hadn't seen zach saber jr before so uh what did you think of the pretzel man well like i i had told you uh via text earlier like usually your submission guys are faces at least the what I've seen, because usually those guys are like, yeah, we're the guys who are like technical. We follow the rules, you know, mm-hmm. like we win because of the rules, you know, our, 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 like our, you know, style of winning is because, because of the classic art and style of wrestling. And this guy was just a big old heel, you know, like, like he was a big old heel the whole time. And uh, it was kind of such a dick. Yeah. It, it was so different to see like that type of style, but on a bad guy. Yeah, you know, uh, but I thought, you know, I thought like that was a an interesting, very compelling mix. You know, you kind of knew uh, Cesar or Claudio was going to win. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, like and especially like it was a sort of a big, you know, like Cla- Claudio is real big, um, you know, so I feel like the um, submission thing kind of, you know, like like you seemed a lot smaller, a lot more like spidery, like grabbing onto him. Yeah, you know? he's very like, slithery. 
It is. It, it didn't really look like if you were with a smaller opponent, like I feel like the whole submission thing would be more prominent. His heel side was a little bit more prominent to me. But uh, but yeah, no, I thought it was a great match. You know, I thought it was like a great exclamation point. Yeah, and he's just so smooth with those counters and just the way he's able to grab a limb or get out of something and immediately get a submission hold on you. Like, he's just a wizard at that. And, uh, yeah, it it was awesome to see him. You know, I'd obviously never seen him live, and he's been one of my favorites over these last few years. And, yeah, just such a dickhead heel. But, like, people love him, too, in Japan. Like, he's definitely won the crowds over because he's just so good. Um, who I, I doubt we'll see him back in AEW anytime soon, but you know, obviously they're going to keep, there's going to be a forbidden door too. Obari, the president of new Japan wants it to be in Japan during their 50th anniversary year, which is now. So do you think it'll be a Tokyo dome thing? I doubt it'll be the dome, but maybe, um, like Nippon Budokan, which is like a great, like 16 to 18,000 seat venue, like yeah. something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, but if, it's really going to happen in their 50th year. That would be up until March. So maybe it happens again. Um, but well, I think beyond this forbidden door show, I think we're going to see a lot more like random, Hey, here's a new Japan guy on dynamite or, you know, obviously we have Archer going yeah, over, but FTR is the champ. So like, maybe we'll just see a little more casual swapping, but more yeah. big shows to come. Well, and then you have the elephant in the room, like the build up to like an Omega kind of like, you know, like that's, sure. you know, that, that you would think that would be the, the centerpiece of at any time, the centerpiece of what they wanted to do, like just yeah. whatever they wanted to happen. So long as yeah. the wrestlers are healthy. And then, yeah. And Kenny, I know, like he's done some interviews recently that like his rehab has been very tough and, you know, basically saying like, hey, if I have another injury like this again, I'm done. Um, So I think, you know, he's going to be back, but I think, you know, his time may not be as much as we think. So, Uh but yeah, I'd be shocked if that match never happened again. And I think it'll happen on American soil. Um, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I, I think we'll get Zach Sabre Jr. versus Brian Danielson at some point as yeah. well. Um, and also forgot to mention earlier, I know I'm backtracking, but the dudes with attitudes match just wanted to mention that Hiromu Takahashi was pulled the day before, which stunk, uh, turned that into a six man, but he's one of my favorites too. So, um, okay. Jay White, Switchblade Jay White defeats How old Adam. Is he? He defeats Adam Cole, Adam Page, and Kazuchika Okada in 21 minutes, five seconds. I thought this was really good, but I think it uh, I think it ended a little early. Yeah, yeah, I, thought, Cole. I, yeah. I mean, obviously something was a little messed up at the end, but I think yeah. what I think Cole got a concussion and they just they called it. Yeah, um, I think they were definitely close to the end. It definitely seemed like they were heating up. I mean, that certainly hurt it, but I think everything before that, I thought they put together a pretty damn fine match. And yes. uh, Cole looked as good as he's looked in a while, I think. Yeah. No, I think, uh, I, and I think everybody looked, you know, I think like just, you know, Jay White seemed to disappear from the match a lot. Yeah, he was kind of chilling outside. Of it. I mean, that's kind of classic yeah. heel shit in like yeah. matches like this, too. Mm hmm. And he, he did the thing immediately where he just got out of the ring when the bell rang. That's yeah. classic Jay White. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a lot of the other three. Like I thought, like Cole, like you know, Cole got a lot of like time during this match. He did. I guess like 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 
making sense of the you know like he just you know was out there you know more there was a lot of good okada and hangman exchanges um in the beginning and then towards the end as well remember hangman hit him with the dead eye at one point um that's a singles match i know we want to see and that was potentially rumored for this um but yeah those guys look great and yeah jay white was kind of doing jay white things you know he didn't need to be the centerpiece he kind of picks his spots and uh got the dub it was yeah the ending was a little weird because it was like okada and cole were going and i re when i rewatched it i was like trying to figure out when cole got injured like was the did he land on his head at some point was he hit or kicked and like i couldn't figure it out because like he still seemed to be working pretty well up until that end um so it's a shame whatever happened. It's a shame. But, you know, I, it didn't take too much away from the match for me. I thought it was really good. Um, and, again, they mentioned on commentary you don't see many multi-man uh, matches for New Japan singles titles. So that was unique. Yeah, I'd like uh, to see Jay White in, like, a single, you know, like that. that's, yeah. you know, like much a bit like a better showcase of his talent. than. Oh, my a- God. The Okada match at Dominion is about as good as you get with him. Like he Mm -hmm. would just psychologically broke Okada down and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this certainly was not a full showcase of what he can do and how great he is. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, still a really fun match. And uh, we get to our main event of the evening in which John, John Moxley and his program, Defeated. <laughs> I, know, I was about to talk about it. Good old John. <laughs> Defeated Hiroshi Tanihashi, Tanihashi, Tanahashi in 18 minutes, 14 seconds. Great match. I thought it was going to go more like yeah. 30. Uh, yeah, I, I thought I, it'd be a little longer too. I thought like, well, I mean, I remember it ended and I was like, it's only like 11, like it was a little bit of an abrupt like that. ending, yeah. but it worked. Um, so well, because me, they had all, all the go- goofiness at the end, you know? Yeah. So for me, I think this was the one I was most excited about mm. basically just to see Tanahashi. Cause I love that guy. And even yep. as like kind of past his prime as he is, he can still put on classics and I wouldn't call this a classic, but I went four and a half stars. I thought it was incredibly compelling the whole way yeah. through. Um, and I was, you know, and the crowd was so behind Tanahashi and, you know, right. to the point where we were all having discussions, like, could it happen? Like, oh, yeah, maybe it might. And, like, I think that building, as the match went on, really got behind him and got behind him to the point, if you remember it, towards the end of the match, when Mox had him in the choke, he was getting booed. Yeah. Which is only the second time I can ever remember him getting booed, and that was – the first was when Hangman came back after those months off in that ladder match. Yeah, yeah. Mox, like, knocked him down, and he got booed. Mm -hmm. So that's just a testament to Tanahashi and how Mm -hmm. great he is and – um, but yeah, like he doesn't have the most exciting flashy matches anymore. It's more psychology based and kind of fighting spirit and things of that sort. But I think I told you, like, he's the best at just making you want him to win. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, what'd you think of it? Yeah, no, I thought, I mean, I guess it goes a lot, you know, pretty similar to a lot of Moxley's latest matches. Like that laceration, that poor laceration gets busted open all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like that thing, like, like if there were a gold rush, but for like blood and wrestling matches, this would be fucking the San Francisco 49ers of that shit, man. Like, you know, it was, um, yeah, I mean, like, like, I, you know, like it kind of, um, 
had sort of a lot of the qualities of like a big moxie like yeah blood all over the place match but like also like i don't know it, it had like the, uh, the qualities of also a good championship match for sure you know? um yeah I, I i i enjoyed it a lot you know and i thought that like this would be a big triumph for moxley and i think when you talk about the psychology part of it i think like that plays into like yes let's like let moxley triumph like after all he's been through yep. you know losing the title going to rehab dealing with what he had to deal with i think they wanted to let him get his moment and i think he did earn his moment um and i think i no think doubt. part of it it's like it's why the end i think kind of spits on it a little bit agreed um, yeah and, and so like you know how in like superhero movies how they have a post credit scene yeah, this is like if they took the post credit scene and made it the end of the movie. Yeah, that's a you very know? good analogy. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the show should have. And I know how much this match meant to Moxley. Uh-huh. I think he even said something after about like, if there's a forbidden door too, it can't top this one for me. Like, I yeah. think even though he said he didn't in character, he does have so much respect for Tanahashi. It's the match he wanted. Yeah. It was a really good match. And you got like they had their moment where they kind of both got on the ground and like yeah. did the, the praise you. So yeah. like they, but I don't even know if that was shown on TV because yeah, again, it was just such a clusterfuck at yeah. the end. But yeah, that's a great point. That post credit, like obviously, you can't really do it. Well, you could do it. Well, well, the, the well, the, well, well this was a, it, it was a total tease to blood and guts, and they didn't like like this Which should have had nothing to do with this. Oh, show. Oh, the, oh, this show should like like to me like this thing exists in isolation. Like it is sort of a detour from AEW plots yeah. from the AEW like story arc with threads like, still in. Of oh course, yeah, yeah, but... yeah. But but this is sort of a, a, a branch away. And like to me, it exists. It, it was uh, its best self when it existed like that. Versus like oh yeah, we need to have the tease to the next match. We need to like distract from like the compelling ass thing that just happened. Yeah, I to, did not you know, like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like so. Anyways, uh, I guess. Um, so I was mainly watching it laying here in my bed, which is immediately to my right. So lately I've been sleeping on the floor sometimes. So like, you know, so it was, it was one of those nights where I'm sleeping on the floor. Um, my laptop's sitting on top of a manscape box <laughs> it is, and I'm like kind of laying there and I'm, you know, I'm watching the end of it and I'm like, all right, you know, like Moxley gets the pin and I'm like, all right, you know, his music plays, you hear a wild thing. And then like, yeah, and just, yeah. Just, just, just this big like mesh of things and i'm just like okay what you know like i thought this show was above that yeah i you know? agree but it doesn't you know ruin it or, or, or no. blight it but like it was just you know not a proper unnecessary to... yeah yeah still 10 out of 10 from me yeah. i mean again being there something i'll never forget certainly i think the crowd was you know i've talked about all in this obviously had like five thousand more people so that was a different element, but like the energy was certainly the same of just, you know, it's the markiest of the marks. It's the biggest fans that want to be there and that treated the wrestlers respectfully and, you know, had a great time. And uh, yeah, it was uh, one for the ages. And I mean, especially with how many injuries and changes and all this shit that kept happening. I mean, my expectations were still high and this still exceeded up significantly. I mean, I never in a million, in a trillion years never in a trillion thought years. I would have seen Shibata. I mean, you thought you would have thought you would have experienced it, but yeah. you would have been. Speaking of which, I think Azar actually might have watched this show on his fucking telephone. <laughs> I watch know, it? Oh, I watched the, I watched the buy it on my fucking <laughs> telephone. Because I know he didn't have like internet set up yet. And I oh, think really? in that text. Where, where's thread, he living at now? 
He's up in Connecticut, uh, okay. somewhere near Hartford. I don't know. If UConn? I don't know. Somewhere up there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, unbelievable show. I mean, nothing really too much else to say. Uh, I loved it. Hey, you. AEW Dynamite. No, we got, we got the fucking manscaped. <laughs> you dumb fuck. All right. <clears throat> hey, you. Yeah, you. Got Bush. H or uh, HW or just W? Just Bush. You definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today. Manscaped. Taking control of your bush is important. These products are so good, you're going to be showing pride in your new bush-free yard. It's a fact that you will have the best-kept nutsack on the cul-de-sac. <laughs> Save big and be the most hygienic version of yourself by using our discount count <laughs> discount code BBB. <laughs> For 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Take it I, away, brother. I hope n- number one, I hope there's like a, a like a like a political sign, you know, like a speaking of bush, like a bush Cheney or, or Bush uh, quail. Yeah. Good old Dan Quail. Uh um like a sign you can put in your, your yard that says I have the best nut sack on the on the cul-de-sac, and then you, you know, get in trouble with the neighborhood association. Uh whether no. you're looking to go bald like an eagle or just need a safe trim. Manscaped is dedicated to help you level up your full body grooming game. So the good grooming package that I highly recommend is the Performance Package 4.0. Inside the packages, you know, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but it doesn't make you sick to your stomach. It actually is pleasant like a Pepto-Bismol. The electric trimmer is a Bush's worst, Bush's worst nightmare. Even worse than uh, the Iraq War. <laughs> the trimmer is designed to reduce grooming accidents and shave hair on loose skin thanks to a ceramic blade and advanced skin safe technology no need for night vision goggles like in the persian gulf this trimmer has an led light to allow you to mow the lawn in the dark it's basic landscaping when you trim the hedges this tree stands second best tool behind myself in the performance package is the weed whacker this fine-tuned nose and ear hair trimmer will make sure your nasty nose pubes are under control. Mm. And then instantly add some pep in your step with the Craft Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Craft Reviver Spray-On Testy Toner. I haven't heard them call it that before. No, that's I like it. Testy Toner. The Testy with the Bestie. But with a performance package purchase, you will get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which we both love. How, how did the Shed Travel Bag treat you in Chi-Town? Tremendously. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. And the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped boxers. They have a bunch of other products on their website to help you maximize your confidence and grooming game. And, and uh, you know, Kate Bush may be trending at the moment. You know, yep. but, 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 hey, uh, run up that hill. Because your bush needs some help. Yep. And uh, so how exactly do we run up that hill and help out your bush? Um, go to manscaped.com and use our code BBB for 20% off and free shipping. 
It's time you level up from the Amazon to the Amadong with the ultimate bushwhacking tools from Manscaped. Bushwhacked is a great film. And as always, your balls will thank you. And much like the Bushwhack film, I'll give you a Daniel Stern. You're welcome. Mm. at blood and guts in detroit the little caesar's arena little kaisers oh man like that one by will sanford's house oh yeah right by the cox's smokers outlet like oh yeah oh yeah so, uh, yeah, we didn't talk about JR earlier, so let's do it now. Uh, or, or the entire, like, um, paradigm shift, no pun intended, with commentary. Because, like, yeah. like, I feel like we are now exposed to a new commentary team, you know, like what it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, obviously on Forbidden Door, we had Kevin Kelly, which we didn't mention. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah who, who, who fucking blew my gore. Like, you know, like, Kevin Kelly's the man. Like, like great enthusiasm, but not like, you know yeah he's um, awesome yeah kevin but Kelly's yeah great. so here we have excalibur tony shivani and taz taz who was also on the pay-per-view he's been doing rampage and, obviously he's great and excalibur um, is now play-by-play oh yeah he, he kind of he, he and jr kind of would split it anyway but 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 um, like shivani used to be like the guy who would take you through it i think like kind of your main sort of like your joe buck or your al michael you know your kind of main guy who's sort of narrating the match but now i feel like it's excalibur yeah yeah and then uh yeah so i'm happy with it and clearly they're still going to showcase they're going to use jr for bigger matches and but yeah i think it's i think this is all good i mean we obviously love jr here he's not the best announcer in the world anymore but he's still got value and uh, i guess they're just going to scale him back a little bit and i think taz is awesome so um i'm good with it yeah no i think Taz like Taz is a good, like, sort of, you know, like, normally we've had him as a heel guy, but now you just have him as a normal guy. And I think he's also great as a normal guy. It makes me curious what's going to happen with this team. What's going to happen with Ricky Starks and Hob? Like, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's still, even on Rampage, is still, like, acted healy whenever they were around. So Mm -hmm. I kind of see more of the same. But but, but I also see him as more of a standard commentator, too, because it seems like he has – much like Excalibur has like a lot of knowledge of these guys and like For what sure. it's like, you know. Yep. So we'll just kind of breeze through here uh, since we just did a full Forbidden Door recap. But first match, we had Orange Cassidy defeat Ethan Page, which we were just talking about how great Orange is. This was actually a match I kind of wanted Ethan. I wish Ethan Page would have won, you yeah. know, like th- he's just a guy who has not been utilized properly. He's a lot better than he's been utilized. Um, Dan Lambert was fun during this. Yeah, he did the slow kicks on orange. That was fun. Um, It was interesting. First off, this was the first time we'd seen Trent and Chuck. Chuck hadn't been seen in a long time. And there were even rumors that maybe his contract had expired because a lot of like, I know Alan Angels and like a handful of these like lower rung guys contracts that expired. But I'm glad Chucks didn't, even though he hadn't been used. I think he's great. He's really funny. Uh, they were wearing tie dye outfits, which yeah, I they, thought was interesting. Yep. Yeah, they, they yeah they were like it. See, it makes sense with like the orange thing because it's kind of silly. Yeah, um, but 
I don't know. Like, and Orange had his new uh, theme song, so no more Where Is My Mind, and it's now his original theme song as it was on the indies, which is Jane by Jefferson Starship, um, which I think is very, very... I, th- I As much as I like Where Is My Mind as a song, I think this is a better song for yeah. Orange. Um, and Nick from the UW pod and I, like the article had come out over the weekend, so we were kind of hoping to hear it at Forbidden Door but we hear it on dynamite. And um, yeah, I think it was a scenario where like the band just didn't get back to Tony Khan initially uh, when he like asked for licensing rights, but he got them. And uh, yeah. When, so. when Jefferson Starship's a big one, cause that's like Grace slick. That's like, you know, like Jefferson airplane, you know, like yeah. the, the, you know, somebody to love, you know, yep. like that whole lineage. So yep. so yeah. Uh, orange hits a couple orange punches followed just by like a, a power slam for the win but yeah fine match little comedy um obviously love orange but would love to see ethan page uh use better eh? yeah i mean uh he fits better in an aew set you know like him and dan lambert like that's a very american thing you know like versus like a forbidden door like thing uh but yeah i'd like to you know obviously scorpio sky's got his big word low match coming up so we'll see how, kind of how that factors in because they're still aligned and uh yeah yep you know Next, we get yet another just fire heel promo from Christian. I mean, the man's just it's been, yeah, a he's mas- been great, a yeah. master class these last two weeks. Uh, guy's a pro's pro. Mm-hmm. Um, and JCB actually texted me, he's like, Are you missing MJF? Just with how great Christian's heel promo, like he's kind of fit in and taken that spot. And I'm like, Well, yeah, of course, I'm missing MJF, but you know, it him not being here and he's someone who was on the show pretty much every week and got a lot of time is allowing more talent to get moments. And Christian has shown how damn good he is at being yeah. a heel these last two weeks. Um, so yeah, I absolutely loved it. And then I love even more that we've got like Luchasaurus dark now. Yeah. Corrupted yeah, by yeah, Christian. Yeah. 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 Heel Luchas. Like where did that come from? Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's really cool because, like, obviously you had Luchasaurus come out last week to kind of avenge Jungle Boy, and then he chokes him, and he's like, you're like a son to me. And clearly he's, like, brainwashed him, and he's wearing the black mask. Yep. And uh, I'm all for it. I mean, I think it's good that these guys are kind of getting a fresh coat of paint. And obviously Jungle Boy is going to come back massive baby face, and he'll have two challengers to face off against. And, yep. uh, yeah, I think this is great shit. Yeah, no, I think this is like a real interesting wrench to throw on it too. Somebody I didn't expect to turn heel. Yeah, and well, I think it had been a long time coming with it because they've been planting those seeds, but not to turn this hard, you know. I think yeah. this has been great. One great line he said was something about the only good thing about this scumbag city is that it's close to Canada since he's a Canadian. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, and everyone booed that vociferously. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, so Luchasaurus squashed Serpentico in about 30 seconds. It's not <laughs> that Serpent, like, like, I remember seeing him there, and he looked so meek in his, like, mask, and I'm yeah, like, he, re- I he looks so like, scared. I remember him look, I remember him being respectable, and now yeah, it's just it, like, it was like, oh, now it's like just like, kid. well, now it's like, like, he played the ultimate jobber, you yeah, know? Yeah, and, sure. and, and, like, I remember him, like, not being that, so. I actually think that worked in their favor too, you know, like, like, you know, it helped with the shift. Yep. 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 Uh, There was a, you mentioned it, Wardlow, Scorpio Sky, little interview thing. Eh, Not street fight, right? 
Is Oregon. it? Yeah, it is a street fight. Okay. A, a something street fight, like a insert city name here, street okay. fight. Okay. It's next week, right? Yes. Okay. Dynamite. Um, and then we have uh, Dax or FTR and Danhausen defeating. Oh, yeah, this was Max fun. That was... and uh, the Gun Club. And it was a fun surprise because, like, you know, Danhausen comes out. They're like, "Who are you gonna get?" Then you yeah, yeah, that was a geek. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the match was a lot of fun for what it was. And we already yeah. talked earlier about the ass boys. And I think Caster is definitely someone who's won us over. I'm definitely much bigger of a fan. Well, that now. like Bowens did his thing in his wheelchair. You yeah. Know, so yeah. he, he was able to magically walk again, getting out of his. Oh yeah. Yeah. At the end. And then interestingly enough, um, we kind of had Billy more with Caster and Bowens and yeah, then the, the ass end. boys away. So could they maybe be turning face? Yeah, I and could like see it. I remember there's a line of commentary recently where um JR had said something about how like the ass boys had frustrated like Billy Gunn. Yeah. Like in some sort of aspect. So like that's been building. Yeah. You know, like like and very I think this, I like I like all of this. I think it was a little a little over at the top of all the scissoring shit initially. Yeah. But they've been getting time, this whole group with yeah. Billy the gun club and uh the acclaimed and yeah, and maybe they may be fracturing and we may have a face turn. But, yeah, I've been enjoying it. And, I, you know, ass yep. boys are doing good. Yeah, yeah, some intrigue in the C plot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, And then, okay, so we have Jade Cargill against Layla Gray. And I was going to say, so. Matt Jones course, said something, yeah. What's that? Matt Jones said something about L- Layla Gray's OVW. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah, no, Lay- Layla, hang on, let me pull this up. It's well, yeah, while big... you're doing that, what I was going to say is I'm like, why the hell are they booking Jade against Layla Gray? Like, well, haven't we done this? Well, let me finish. Because, like, let... yeah. haven't we done this jobber squash thing with her enough? And I think at the end it all kind of worked out because I want to say Stokely Hathaway has really kind of ignited the women's division a little bit. Like, yeah. he's brought a new energy this story with Jade and the baddies and then Athena and Chris Statlander, I think has been pretty well done to this point. Mm. And then, so we have Layla Gray kind of turn and kind of help Jade um, against those two. So like once it all finished, I'm like, ah, okay, that made sense, you know, as a kind of a way to move the plot. And it wasn't just a one-off match that did nothing or accomplished nothing so i'm like okay bravo good stuff and uh i'm compelled to see where this keeps going and stokely's the man yeah no i like he's kind of won me over this week you know i kind of thought he was a little annoying but now i think he's the best thing the women's division has. yeah i think he's killing it um and yeah like i said just adding some new flair uh to that division and uh Clearly, we're on a collision course, probably a tag match with Athena and Chris against Jade and Kira Hogan first. And then I'm guessing Jade may face both of them in singles matches. Um, We'll see. But, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting stuff. Definitely better than the stories that Thunder Rose has been involved in. Oh, oh, unfortunately, for damn sure. Um, Layla Gray is the OVW Women's Champion right now. Okay, I did not know that. And. Maybe she'll be getting a little more time because, I mean, she did kind of, quote unquote, turn heel. I mean, they could just kind of forget it. But, I mean, she did attack one of them. I can't remember. But, yeah. anywho, that's cool. Um, Young Bucks cut a quick promo basically saying how they're alone because Cole's hurt, Fish is hurt, O'Reilly's hurt. But they're going to be defending the tag titles against Yoshihashi and Goat. 
uh, Friday on Rampage, which should be a great match. Looking forward to that one. Bucks we got that Royal lose, Rampage, but, too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That kicks off the show. So we'll find out who the number one contender is for Moxley, uh, which will be exciting. Yeah, that'll be interesting. And uh, so, yeah, now we've got Blord and Gortz, which basically the whole second hour of the show um let's just kind of let's just get to it um so the blackpool combat club won it's like 46 minutes and change um there were dueling submissions on the top of the cage with kingston stretch plumbing jericho and claudio with the sharpshooter on daddy magic matt menard who eventually tapped out and then we hear da 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 and uh, Eddie Kingston was not happy at he, all. He was not, but then he, he cooled down, he which kinda, like... Yeah, he kind of came around. But yeah, like for, I'd say, two a good two minutes, he was just, had a scowl on his face, was kind of yeah. pissed off, because obviously he wanted, the, the, blah, 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 he wanted Jericho to tap out to well, him. To well, it, and Excalibur called it a Pyrrhic victory, and like it seemed like that at first, but then like, moxley came climbing up and then yeah. like like everybody came up and then it kind of diffused it pretty yeah. quickly yeah you know? yeah so one note with that like santana wasn't up there and then it came out so he got hurt like apparently pretty early in the match yeah i know yeah i know yeah, i noticed santana wasn't it yeah because i know um ortiz yeah. Yeah, yeah and they eventually i guess took him to the back even before the match ended uh which i didn't realize but yeah. um Overall, I thought this was better than last year. Not significantly, but I did enjoy it better. Obviously, there were still a ton of commercials, but I feel like they weren't as off-putting this year for whatever reason. Yeah, I, um, I think the MJF Jericho drama is a little better than the drama that the, that you had here. That's but just because it's MJF, you know. Um, but I still, just think the Kingston yeah. Jericho stuff has been great, and I just think this collection. I mean, on paper, the Blackpool Combat Club is definitely the stronger unit. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, there was just all sorts of crazy shit in this match. What do we have? Mox, of course, with the forks and the skewers, the, the and broken glass, power bombing or pile driving Parker onto the glass. Oh, Kingston when he came in and was just swatting people away. Oh, with nonchalantly, <laughs> you know, just like you know, like it, it, it was very. That was it, amazing. Yeah, and then he just beat the piss out and of. Then, and then Michael Adams was like, "I got hit with a kendo stick," you know. <laughs> <laughs> we had thumbtacks of lots of thumbtacks, of course. A smattering of them. Um, just but madness. I'm, yeah, and then um, guy like the um, Jericho Appreciation Society had those like top hats and stuff. Yeah. Like, 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 it looked like a chip and, you know, like some sort and, of, a, yeah. yeah. And Garcia came in like with his do rag on and they wore like net shirts and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> and I will give Jericho a lot of credit, like facial expressions. He crushed it. Like yep. he, when they all came out, he was like kind of scared. And then like right before he had to go in, he was kind of scared. And then he kind of cleared house and then Kingston got in. And he was like, oh, fuck. Like, I thought Jericho did very well on this match. One thing, did you note? I mean, obviously, you had to have noticed. But remember, just randomly in the middle of the match, somehow Angelo Parker's just outside of the cage dangling upside down. Like, how did he get there? (laughs) How did that happen? (laughs) I don't know. Someone just got... You do remember, like, it's just yeah, all of yeah, a sudden yeah. he's just outside dangling. I'm yeah. Like, what the fuck? Somehow. So, yeah, you know. Because that like, was before Ty got the keys. So, like, yeah, yeah. I, I still don't know what happened there. Yeah, it, 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 it was kind of um, 
pretty silly. Like Claudio didn't get hurt a lot though. The Claudio drew no, no blood. He, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't I feel like the Blackpool combat side other than Moxley. Well, yeah, that was cuz really that, that was kind of yeah. this ever going laceration. Didn't really bleed too much. Yeah, Angelo then, Parker definitely had he had the the crimson mask. Yeah, Wheeler sure. Yuta didn't bleed very much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh Definitely the Jazz team, I feel like, all did. Yeah. Um, and if not... Oh, most, but there was, there was so Hager. many scenes with, like, Moxley just, like, you know... Like, yeah, with like, the like doing forks. The one was, like, the skewers. I'm like, what is that? Yeah, yeah. And then, oh, no, <laughs> they called him Spikes. 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 They called you know? him Spikes. Well, and I didn't know what else because the camera was hiding. Next Excalibur was like, Tope Suicide! You know? Like, <laughs> oh, shit. But, yeah... yeah. I thought fun. this one flowed a little better than last year. We did have the big table spot again that obviously, you know, with Sammy this happened time earlier, you know, happened earlier and it didn't look as bad because yeah. obviously remember last year, you could see like the padding. Well, and, the well, boxes. And, I, well, and I think Sammy, you can make since he's younger, you know, you don't have to worry as much about like, yeah, you know, like injury, you know, as much one you thing, know, Jericho's 20 years older than he is. One thing I will say and again, I did like it better, but I didn't love how, again, it ended on top of the cage. Well, like, and also now they have like that great, like, you know, when yeah. you walk across the sewer thing, they have that like stable great that like, you know, and I feel I like just, last time maybe they didn't have that. Maybe they had something that was more. Elastic. Yeah, you might be right. But I just yeah. think like anytime something like this, like there's always this need to go up top. And I don't know. I just don't think that's very well. The, well, the mankind undertaker hell in a cell. Yeah, like, I mean, like, like, like that's what it all is. Yeah, like, it really it, it really is. Like, For like, sure. Yeah, yeah. But no, I thought this was good. Probably go four and a quarter stars. You know, for them to do this for 46 minutes straight, you know, that's impressive in and of itself. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I just thought it was just a little more cohesive this go round. Um, yeah, the rivalry as a whole, not quite as intense. I mean, obviously the Kingston Jericho rivalry is very intense and you've got some other smatterings, but like, it's not as intense as inner circle versus pinnacle, but I thought the match itself was a little better. Yeah, but, no, I, I would agree. With but that. a point they should never do this on dynamite again. I mean, yeah. I get it. It's a special show. But when you have six commercials during a match, and I'm watching some of them in picture in picture, like I do watch some of it, but why not put this on pay-per-view where you can see the whole thing, you know, because the commercials really do hurt it. Yeah, and, it's and, this and, and long. there's a lot of, yeah. And, uh, and they also, I feel like, exploited it, especially coming after Forbidden Door. They're like, hey, you like that? Well, we got that, you know. And yeah. I'm like, come on, guys. Like, I think you're a little better than that. Oh, they did rip. They ripped the ring up too. Yeah, they did. They just am- happened on Impact recently. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was a. Uh, it was fun. Um, you know, I'm guessing they probably will still keep doing them on Dynamites because it makes it special. But yeah. I'd like to see it on pay per view. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, and we end the show with da 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 yeah, so, yeah, obviously great Forbidden Door. I thought Dynamite last night was pretty dang good, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, even prior to Blood and Guts, there was just some pretty just solid stuff. Um, right. And, uh, yeah, I guess uh, now we're, what, like month and a half-ish away, two months from all out. From all out so. and, 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 like, so it'll be like a Moxley match, you would assume. Which, 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 which excites me, because Moxley, I feel like, has much, many more natural enemies in AEW than, than CM Punk does currently. I mean, people you know? seem to think Punk might be back for all out. 
Really? Oh, so, see, like, like that, that would be fucking tight. But yeah. he's clearly going to defend the belt at least once before then, because that's and, why they're having this rampage royal. Yeah, and, and then, like, you know, like, like hopefully, like, it's a good him versus Moxley match, because I think that would be a hellacious. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't. They probably squared off at some point. It's Ambrose. WWE, but, I, know? but they were only to get, because Punk left in early 14, and Mox debuted in late 12, so maybe not. Yeah. Um, and I don't know of anything they would have done on the indies. So yeah, very fresh match should be great. Unfortunately, I think punk will win. I mean, I yeah. think it's pretty telegraphed, but yeah. you never know. And, uh, yeah, it'll be exciting to see, uh, who he'll be defending against. Uh, I'd love there. The graphic has the members of the Royal. If you zoom in, you can see it. And yeah. by God, if I'm not pulling for Kanosuke to Keshta, mm-hmm. I would just love to see him because whoever wins is not going to beat Mox. Right, you know, right. They're clearly setting up for Mox Punk whenever it may be. Yeah, which why is, not yeah. feed Takeshita to him? He's he had this whole like the crusade against New Japan and all that, and you could have Takeshita like, hey, yeah. I'm from DDT and I'm better than all them type. And he, you know, we got to see how great that guy was against Hangman, and I've right. seen many of his matches in DDT, but. That's my pick on who I'd want to see win. I don't think he's going to win, but uh, hey, we'll see. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd, I'd like to pick someone unorthodox, too, just because, like, you know, like you've seen, like, you know, I don't know. Like, I just like, hope I'm, it's a fresh match, you know, yeah. not someone we've seen go against Mox. Yeah, yeah, during his prior reign or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah, hey, uh, you got anything to add or should we wrap this sucker up? Oh, All right, I think that's enough. How was Jail Micah?